Thank you. Thank you. Thank you guys for coming. You're so kind. Uh, welcome to the No Offense in All Cast. It's your boy Seven Seas. And it's the terrible trio, or I don't know what else to come up with when it's us three. Uh, That'll work. <laughs> um, or the terrifying terrorizers, or uh, something stupid, uh, illiterate like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. yeah, a little bit of alliteration. It, I can't come up with that. The violators. The violators. Um, the, or the more like the violated uh <laughs> we've been violated um yeah man no uh this is gonna be an awesome episode uh tonight we're talking spawn if you don't recognize that little quip there by scott uh, my co-host and uh joined by raul the zeltron too and we're gonna be talking everything spawn tonight so what's up guys what's up what's up how's it going how's your week been yeah <sighs> It's been uh I'm zapped right now. I'm zapped cuz my wife was on call last night. So that means I was sleeping with both boys last night. And so just as a parent, like you know how you just kind of periodically have to wake up and check on the little one, the baby, mm-hmm. you know, oh, that yeah. kind of thing. So even though they're knocked out, you're just it's a habit. It's just a habit. So like I couldn't sleep right because of that. Have Usually it's one point, Have you gotten to the point where you're checking if they're still breathing? Oh, I'm past that. Past that. Thank oh, God. Okay. No, I, I remember that. I remember that. Like when they're in the crib and you're like, you're going to put your hand there and shit. Okay. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're good. Yeah. <laughs> We're straight. <laughs> That's a messed up uh, level. Yeah, man. Um, Scott, how about you, man? How was your week? Diablo 4. They put out the beta mm-hmm. for free this weekend, like two months early before the game comes out. And that's like, Without a doubt, it's like perfect example of what D and D should be like in a video game. Oh. It looks like old Conan villages and shit like that, and like it's not so wild, like just run and kill everything. There's more dialogue and quests, mm. you know, and like characters to the people in the village. Whereas that hasn't been a big deal in the past with these. Really nice. impressed. The fucking so next gen graphics. Yeah. Nice. It's free for everybody all weekend on all platforms. Because I nice. guess it seems like they're testing, uh, you know, like cross-platform and multiplayer. You yeah, know, I think I saw capacity, I, saw I guess, would be a good word. Keep seeing ads for it, like on YouTube and stuff. They pop up like for the beta. That's, that's what's up. Yeah. It looks it looks dope as far as like the screenshots and stuff I've seen. So that's cool, man. It is. Awesome. Roa, your week, man. How's your week? Uh, my my week's fine, you know, working normal, uh, getting up at insane hours of the morning, and you know, coming home, doing stuff. You know, I got my eBay stuff, so yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say, um, my quick story of the day today will be that uh, my four-year-old hit my two-year-old in the face with the action figure. Oh so... no. The fact that it was an action figure was like, okay, this somehow feels like it's my fault. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the, he, he just, out of nowhere, dude, I was in the kitchen and he just launched it, hit him right in the face, the two-year-old in the face with like, uh, man, it's like some character from Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. And it was like, it's a heavy one too. So I felt horrible afterwards, but yeah, I, I felt so like. So he threw it at him? Yeah, he threw it at him, like launched it. And then yeah. after he hit him, he looked back at me like, oh, <laughs> like that. Like, oh, shit. Like, I didn't mean to do that, but it happened. Right. So, 
Yeah. If you guys ever listen to this as you're older, you know, Abrin, you're a bad boy. So, yeah, man, on to Spawn. And let's hit up our first segment, our uh, flashback segment real quick. So, Doc, I'm from the future. I came here in a time machine that you invented. Now, I need your help to get back to the year, back to the, back to the, back to the, back to the year. Uh, the year's 1992. Spawn debuts in May on the comic shelves in 1992. So we figured let's flash back to 1992. Maybe some uh, pop culture, history, trivia, some interesting things that happened back in 92. Um, I'll start with Raul if you have any, man. I do not. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> Bodyguard. Yeah. Big time movie, Bodyguard. Bodyguard, yeah. What else? The League of Their Own came out that year. Sister Act, Unforgiven. I I liked Unforgiven when it came out with Clint Eastwood. A few good men. Obviously, that line that was everywhere, you can't handle the truth, ended up becoming a pop culture damn line uh, from that movie. The There's No Crying in Baseball, Tom Hanks quote. That's a a famous one, too. (laughs) He says that to Gina Davis or Madonna? No, not Madonna. I think he says it to Gina Davis's sister, who's played by Laurie Petty in that movie, I think. Yeah. Somebody, no somebody's crying. No, it wasn't even her. It was someone else. Was someone else. Someone else in the movie. But I do remember that. Another famous quote, friends don't let friends drink, drive drunk from the U.S. Department of Transportation, 1992. <laughs> friends don't let friends drive drunk. And, and oh. how many of us took that to heart? Sam Kinison died of a drunk driving accident that year. Oh, yeah. his, friends, his friends weren't his real friends. Well, someone hit him. Yeah, he wasn't drunk. Someone else, a drunk driver hit him. Right? Oh. He was probably high on coke, though. But, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, okay. did coke like a lot. I love Sam I got Kinison. a weird one, man. Hilarious. Go ahead. Taco Bell first tried to enter the American market in 1992, but the restaurants all failed within two years. And then they must have reopened again. Says the Taco internet. Bell? Really? Taco Bell. No way. Oh, I tried to enter the Mexican market in 92. Oh, okay. okay, okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> My I bad. Like... You're bad, Taco Bell. <laughs> I got an idea for us for like a to know on 15s brought to you by Taco Bell, and then you play the girls doing the diarrhea shits from Harold oh. and Kumar. No. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> that could work. Just work. the audio, you know, like an audio break. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Taco Bell, and then you hear, yeah, got it. That that'll work. <laughs> Price of a CD in 1992, 11.98. Cost of newspaper, 25 cents, and cost of Skippy peanut butter, 64 ounce was 5.99. Damn, that's kind of pricey, man. For for 1992. Yeah. Raul, how much was yeah, a bag of weed in 1992? I have no idea. I just know that a dime bag was 10 bucks. Yeah, it's like it a was staple. It's just a dime was a dime back then. Was, That's yeah. right. <laughs> a nickel was a nickel and a dime was a dime. I remember when nickel was a nickel and a dime was a dime. Well, that's from a half baked. I think Willie Nelson says that. And then he, and then Willie Chappelle's Nelson. like, "How much was a column?" He's like, "I don't know. We never used them." <laughs> you haven't watched any TV lately, have you? Oh my gosh, who me? Yeah, anybody. Have you guys oh, seen no. Willie Nelson on the commercials with Charles Barkley? No. no. What's he doing? He looks what's, like what's a that? fucking dead body playing a guitar through animatronics. 
<laughs> Jesus. Weekend at Bernie's or commercials at uh, Willie's. Dude, Willie Nelson is like immortal. I feel like I was what I saw Thief the other day, and that's 1981. I was like, dude, still looks the same. And he was dying in that movie. <laughs> His character was. Well, it, it either speaks a lot for me. It's pretty bad. Oh, no. Yeah, that's true. Here, oh, real quick, the hotties. L. McPherson was a hottie in uh, 1992. The heartthrobs, Antonio Sabato Jr., Marky Mark Wahlberg, and Fabio. Okay, Fabio. Fabio. I like that. <laughs> I think uh, the biggest thing that happened that year, seriously, was probably the Dream Team, the Olympic Dream Team, NBA players. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah, it was hype. Sports, they hyped sports the wise, shit out of that. Sports wise, was that was hype. But I, I, I don't know. I got to go with the scandal. One of the scandal. I know you're gonna remember this one, Scott. The, uh, the Lolita scandal with Amy Fisher and Joey Botafuco. Yo, Botafuco. Yeah. We uh, had a basketball coach that looked like Botafuco. <laughs> I used to block his shots. Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, she shot the wife in the face, man. That was crazy. Well, that's oh, what happened. She shot yeah. his wife. Yeah, she shot his wife in the face, and she survived and later divorced her husband, obviously. But yeah, yeah, I would um, think. Man, and then the Woody Allen sounds thing way too. worse than whore. It does. That's like the French word for whore, right? Isn't it? I don't know, man. I think that's like the uh, new you know England what? term now. <laughs> don't hold that against me, France. I think that just might be a term for a young underage girl. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> well, in, in male, in male, maybe vocabulary. just like young girl, you yeah, know, not yeah. underage for sex. I don't even know if sex uh, is implied in the Lolita term. Yeah, I don't know. I might have to look that up. What does Lolita mean? Uh, Lolita meaning. Uh oh. Uh, a pre- precociously seductive girl. There you go. Ahead of her time. Yeah. Um, Woody Allen left his longtime partner, Mia Farrow, after she discovered a secret affair with her adopted daughter, Sunyi Priven. See, now that's messed up. I remember that, too. That was in the news a lot. And, and, and the famous, like, image of that is, like, the the young girl wearing the heart shaped or heart heart lens shaped gla- sunglasses mm-hmm. on, on but now i don't know if you've noticed those heart lens shaped sunglasses are a lot more common than most people would think amongst Look, prostitutes for real no. i know <laughs> <laughs> no just they, just among like the the, the young kids now the young girls. And it's like, no, this is like a... The low leaders. Low leaders. Yeah. They did the um, real world started that year, too. Oh, that's a big one. Fucking real world. Should now have to blame every, every reality show since then on the real world. On the real world, yeah. yep. They started Even the off. porno. Yeah. Yeah. Even the porns. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Most popular TV shows that year, 60 Minutes, Roseanne, Home Improvement, Murphy Brown, Murder She Wrote. Those are the top five. It's crazy. I don't think I top watched five? Any. Yeah. And like 1992. Like had female leads? Yeah. I don't know. Home Improvement had Tim Allen. 
Murphy Brown, Murder She Wrote, yeah, Roseanne. Uh, three out of the top five had female leads. Yeah. Wow. Uh, and who would who would have known that Roseanne was like really messed up in the head? <laughs> I don't know, man. You know, I go feel fig- like uh, go figure. Some people, the big movies that year, Aladdin, Disney's Aladdin, nineteen ninety two, Home Alone two, Lost in New York, and number three with a bullet, Batman Returns. There you go. Okay. All right. And just outside of top three, Lethal Weapon 3. Uh, Buck Adams, best actor in the ABN Awards, 1992. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> buck. He could buck. <laughs> Make a buck. Buck. Uh, I don't know where he came up with. They could have come up with a better name, Buck. Uncle Buck. Maybe he looked like Uncle Buck, like John Candy. Lethal Passion. <laughs> lethal Passion. Lethal Weapon. Yeah. Uh, X Factor, The Next Generation, and Wild Goose Chase. Pretty fucking dumb ones that year. Oh, Wild Goose Chase. That doesn't even sound sexual. Just sounds like a bad detective movie. (laughs) (laughs) The Wild Goose Chase. And then they just screw in the alley or something. You know, it's a porn. Uh, Nice. There's one called Duke of Knockers. Duke. (laughs) Duke. Okay, okay. That sounds interesting. Duke of Knockers. Coming for you. Duke, 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 Duke of Knocker. Duke. <laughs> uh, yeah, I kind of had that in my head, too, Cypress Hill. Uh, nice, man. Well, I think that's that's a good... We, we covered a good little amount there, 1992. So if you were born in 92, there you go. Enjoy that. That was some uh, interesting facts for you. That was your year. That was your year. Let's uh, run into the wheel names and 30-second challenge. So... Here we go. Today, one of these lucky contestants will win right here on Wheel of Names. Okay. Okay, so. I'm just saying, this should have been all David. You know, since, you know, we, we I did have an idea originally, but I had to kind of pull an audible because... Our guest canceled. And uh, so let's look at the wheel. See what's on there. Raul, but I had to put you twice. Raul, because his guest flaked is an option on there. And then Raul, sees. So. Okay, okay. I kind of deserve it. I kind of deserve it. Okay. So let's see what happens. I'm going to spin it. Tell me when. Are you ready? <laughs> Raul, because it's guest flaked. It just that's oh, just destiny man. right there. That's fate, right? So okay. 30 seconds, Raul, on the property of spawn, any which way you want to talk about it, movie, oh, comics, okay. show, toys. A- a- so, any any part of it? Any part of it will give you 30 seconds to wow. explain to okay. people what spawn is. So whenever you're explain ready. Explain the gist got... of the story from any media you choose. Yes. When you're ready. Okay, go. Three, two, one, go. T-minus okay, so Todd McFarland, an artist that was working for Marvel, decided, fuck Marvel and DC. I'm going to start my own company. So he grabbed as many guys as he could 
And he said, listen, guys, I'm going to make my own company. Screw these guys. They just messing us up. Ten, when I form my own company, which eight, will be called Image, seven, you guys will get to keep six, all the properties you come up with. Four, Any character three, you invent, he's yours forever. One, zero. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how Image co- Image Comics started. <laughs> okay, but it was about Spawn, Raul. That's it's, it's <laughs> Image. Spawn is basically. I know, I know. He is Lieutenant Colonel L. Simmons. He's a tent pole. Yes, there you go, Scott. Go ahead, Scott. Tell me, tell me who Spawn is about. Former (laughs) CIA operative is murdered by his fieldmates. Makes a pact (laughs) with the devil to come back from hell to be with his wife, but the devil is a trickster. Either way, Spawn comes back as a superhero with a symbiote suit, magic, big ass guns. He fucks shit up. Nice. See, that's what we're talking about. Now, nah, Raul, honestly, that is like, I know we we're going to get into all that because that's in my notes, but I feel like that that's like the pre-spawn spawn story. But that's definitely like, you know, it's true. I feel like image wouldn't be what it is without spawn. Yeah, it wouldn't have blown up with it the way it did. So um, let's get into it, man. So, yeah, 92 spawn comes out, hits the shelf. Obviously, like you said, Tom McFarlane. Grabbed a bunch of legends, you know, Liefeld, Lee, you know, a couple other dudes. They all went to create Image and Mark Silvestri, Eric Larson, Mark Silvestri. Yep, like all these. Will Portasio. Man. Who the fuck else it was, was it, bro? Um, yeah, is like, there a couple more? There's yeah, seven there's, of them. I think. Them. We, yeah. Can we just name them all? Uh, there's a couple more. But they they, they went on to become legends, mm-hmm. all in but, their own right. Yeah, yeah they're all. I mean. Running their own studios, yeah, yeah. Jim, Val- Jim Valentino, Wilsh Portacio, yeah. Jim Eric Valentino Larson. was the one that Shadowhawk, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think immediately most people recognize McFarlane, Lee, and Liefeld, you know, because they they have some super popular characters, and they came from Marvel. And mm-hmm. I mean, everyone in the comic industry knows the seven, but like those three names popped off right at the top. Like with those three, like you know. There was gonna be like a big backing, I guess you could say, just from the talent wise. Like people knew that already in the industry, and knew the way it blew up, like into just different media's, you know, toys, movies, merchandising. Like, would you guys say? Like, I have I have the standard questions that I've been doing all month long because Hero Month, all, mo- the majority of the the properties we talked about this is the last one but they all share a lot of the similarities as far as crossing over into different forms of media the ip itself would you guys say that spawn is like the most profitable indie character ever in the comic from that to come from comics well i i don't i don't know uh, the, exact, the exact number but i would say it's between ninja turtles and spawn yeah yeah, yeah, we didn't throw Hellboy in the mix too. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I, I wouldn't say that Hellboy is as commercial as you know Ninja Turtles or Spawn. Yeah, he's up uh, there. Movies. He's up there for sure. I think movies, movies, and, and the movies animated. set him in there. Yeah. Yeah. The toys though. Animated, animated the toys. No. Yeah. But the oh. turtle and Spawn with the toy lines, holy cow! Yeah, and I mean Spawn. Like even I remember seeing that as a kid because that was around the time 
I was getting back into buying comics for myself, like when that came out. So I remember just thinking, and I know this isn't true, but I remember thinking like, okay, they kind of mix Batman, Ghost Rider, Spider-Man and Deadpool and, you know, Venom, like all into one person. Right. And then, but that's still not Spawn, but like the looks, they took aesthetics. That's, that's how I feel about Spawn. Like, I feel like they took little aesthetics and obviously McFarlane, you know, he, he drew some of the dopest shit. Like some of his art, like to me, changed com- the comic book industry back, you know, when that stuff oh, came out. Because that like drew me to it too. Because that, some of those Spider-Mans as a kid, dude, uh, that's still, I have some of them still because of just the art that I love seeing it. They The book might not be that great, like grade wise, the value of it. But to me, the nostalgia factor of that book is what, you know, keeps yeah, me. So dynamic poses and action. Right. Yeah. And the spaghetti webbing. Yes. <laughs> Big time. Was the first to do like the 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 uh spider web, Spider-Man's spider web, like all yeah. tangled tangled up with like fibers and stuff. You could see the fibers in the webbing. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, when that came out, a lot of people hated it. I mean, why? Hated why do you think why do you think that was? Because it's outside of the norm. What they're used to? Yeah. It's outside of their comfort zone. And man, there was so much talk about that webbing, that spaghetti webbing that it's known as now. But uh, now it's iconic. But back then, when it first came out, there was, uh, I mean, people, I bet if you find a Wizard magazine from, you know, way back when, they talk about the spaghetti webbing and most people hated it. Yeah. As a kid, I loved it. I was like, this shit looks cool. It just gave it more texture for some reason. It made it more tangible. Talking about Spawn, what are you guys' three favorite characters in Spawn? Like, I know there's a lot of different characters, but if you had a name of like a top three, what are you guys' top three? Okay, there's this relatively new newer Spawn that's Gun Gunslinger Spawn. I think is pretty cool. And then you have, um, of course, Violator, which uh, Scott basically referenced earlier. Mm-hmm. Which is a, a cool character, and then you have um, Angeline, mm. and 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 that one is is cool because of the story behind it. Not necessarily the character itself in the comic book, but there was this whole debacle of who came up with the character. Was it Neil Gaiman or was it Todd McFarland? Mm-hmm. It was first. Um, Introduced in Spawn, I think it was Spawn number nine, and then mm-hmm. uh, Marvel claimed it as their own, and there was this huge legal battle that lasted for years. And I'm not even sure up to today. I'm not even sure how it really ended. Mm. She's a Marvel <laughs> character now. Yeah, he had to pay. Okay. He had to pay Neil Gaiman too, because I think he he uh, he lost that lawsuit. Because of Coglia, like he created, he said he created Cogliastro and a couple of the other characters when he was he was doing some of the writing for Spawn back in the nineties or something. Like probably, I can't name the exact issues, but it's like because he had a lot of different writers come on after a while. Yeah, right? he did. Yeah. So. All right. What about you, Scott? Well, in this case, Spawn himself is my absolute favorite character from spawn and then the second would have to be chapel mm, you guys cool. remember chapel yeah yeah 
it's initially he was like, I never got around to the fact that it wasn't chapel that killed him. So for 20 some years, I thought it was chapel this whole time. And when mm-hmm. chapel appeared in the animation, I just thought that looked really awesome. Mm-hmm. And then I like the clown, but there's other villains. Like there's so many weird, like techno villains. In yeah. Spawn, like, comic overkill. Book. There's a lot of cool shit. Overkill is probably yeah. my favorite of all the villains. Nice, man. And just spawns the symbiote and magic. It's almost alien. And then they have all the high tech weaponry in there. They just do whatever the fuck they want and they make it work somehow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just think like the chains always kind of reminded me of Ghost Rider a little bit. And then, yeah. Yeah, right. like you said, right. the, ar- the armor is like symbiotic in a way. So, and then the big white look on Spawn is, abs- you know, he's my favorite character, obviously, from that universe. And I actually like Sam and Twitch a lot, like kind of as a duo. I used to have them on my desk for the longest time um, for years and years. And it's just a cool dynamic. Like, you know, just that, that story that runs alongside, you know, the, the detective story, like kind of picking up the pieces after everything that happens uh, with every instance that they come across with spawn doing something. Um, That stuff's really cool to me. And so kind of like as a unit, I like both of them. And then, I like Chapel too, but I like Violator. I feel like Violator is just so in the clown. You know, not the Violator look is a demonic look, is just iconic to me. And yeah. uh the clown is funny as hell. I just I think I know it's demented and everything, but I, I think it's so funny. So those will probably be mine. The newest violator in the figure line, it's one of the mega figures that they're doing. You see, like mm-hmm. it's a double size box. He's thicker. Like his body is fatter. He looks almost like a Kong size thing. It's really mm. cool looking. I always thought it kind of looked a little like the demon dogs from Ghostbusters in a way. Yeah. You know, like they could well, be related. I could see that. Yeah. More so now. It's thicker now to where oh, now, it's even filled now? out a lot like that. Yeah. Oh, but okay. it, it's That's on two cool. legs. Okay, cool. guys. Who brought the dogs? <laughs> one day we'll cover that one. <laughs> um <laughs> so like we said they're in a lot of different mediums which one do you guys enjoy the most i know i know the comics are kind of standalone i think a lot of people love them just for the art the story is debatable some people hate the story some people love it because it's been written by so many different people so i'm just curious what you guys think the comic book takes a long time to develop mm. it's kind of like one of those tv shows where like Everything's happening, but it feels like it's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I read up into like 75 issues of it and I always lose interest. But the artwork is fucking amazing. There's like a couple new artists who just do covers. Francesco Mattina. Remember I showed you guys a bunch of that stuff? Yeah. Like yeah. Suicide People Squad and Spawn. That's what got me back into everything was the new covers. Greg Capullo does other stuff. Greg Capullo, yeah, he did a lot of stuff too. It's, I think, just like after, just recently, right? That Tom McFarlane, I think after episode, like not episode issue three hundred, he started doing a lot, like leading up to three hundred, and after that, he started doing more covers too. Like he came yeah, back well, to the book. Three hundred was a milestone. Do you got that one? I I do. You know, I I had I hadn't start I hadn't bought a lot of uh, newer comics. I usually tend to go with older comics, but uh, 
I, I couldn't not buy uh, issue 300. Now, granted, there are a lot of variants to issue 300. I, I don't know how many there are, but there's a shitload of covers by all these different artists. And mm -hmm. a lot of them are really freaking cool. And if, if I had more money, I would have gotten them all. But I, you know what? I just couldn't do it. I couldn't pull the trigger on that many. So I just said, I'm going to get one. And I just got the 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 main cover. That's it. How how do you feel about that? Like, I know we've talked about it before, but like Todd McFarlane, do you think like variants and stuff are kind of his fault? <laughs> I seem to recall Marvel starting to do a lot of that shit. And there was like, it was while he remember was there. Though, where was I, where was I fielded the question from, but it was like, would you pay more for an alternate cover or would you purchase more comics if there were alternate covers? Some company did like a industry-wide search for info on that. And I want to say it was Marvel, but they do a fucking you, lot of them. How about you, Ro? Yeah, I'm not sure where it actually started, but it's getting out of hand. If anyone from from Marvel or DC is listening, it's getting out of hand, guys. <laughs> because, I mean, I get it. A business is a business when you get to the bottom line. But as as a, as a collector, as, as someone who is interested in 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 your product, you don't want to just like bleed them dry. You you, you want to leave something for like next month's issue. You don't want to like, you know, take your rent money away or something like that. And sometimes it seems like that's what these companies want to do. They just want to take every single cent that you have. I think it's just an alternative, like of choice. Do you like this artist? Well, he's featured on the spawn covers for the next 12 months. Mm. Or you could get the generic fucking plain ass one. No one cares. You don't have to buy them both, Raul. No, <laughs> as a collector, as a collector... It I, I need to get them all. You're a completionist. I got you. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. I know what you mean. Like, like recently, even the um, Batman Spawn that came out recently, uh, I think back in December, had like a bunch of different covers. And I was yeah. looking to get them for my nephews and stuff for like Christmas, like little stocking stuffers. So I got a couple of them and I'm like, man, which one should I get? Because there's so many. And it is and like... Yeah, they all look d cool for different reasons. So it just depends right. what kind of art you like. You know, some are more mm -hmm. obscure art, more like abstract. Some are more classic comic book looking art. You know, yeah. it just depends what you're into. And, and some are like high scale exactly digital what? art. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's hard, man. Barnes and Nobles exclusive. The Barnes and Noble, yeah, exclusives. And none of them are really worth more than the next one. And it all depends on the quality of the grading. So it doesn't fucking matter. Just buy well, whichever it, one you like. It, it, it matters it's, in the fact that some are more prevalent or some are more scarce than others. So, you know, supply and demand. If, if there's less of something, more people are going to want it. Mm -hmm. That's true. Yeah, for sure. But, that's another question that I've had for you a few times. Those don't, the price of those don't really fucking matter. If it's a smaller print run of a alternate cover, that doesn't guarantee that's going to be worth money. No, it doesn't guarantee it. No, you're right. Nope. 
people need to know that shit. All right. So, what about you, Scott? What's what? What are the mediums you like about Spawn? Like, what's your favorite? I like the animation because I think Keith David's voice as Spawn and just everything about that is really memorable. Yeah. I've seen it about three or four times all the way through now, and I'll yeah. I'll always watch it again. I wish they would finish it. I wish they'd do a Batman and Spawn animated to make money so they could do a live action one. They're always like, well, we need a little more money to get the live action movie going. And well, that's how you make it. Yeah. You make an easy 50 million off of those DC animated all the time. Every one of those makes over fucking $25 million. Yeah. That's awesome. I, I, I definitely agree with you there. Um, what about you, Ro? Do you like the animated show? You know what? I I think I remember that when it first came out, I saw the first episode, but I've never seen the whole thing. Mm. I thought it was awesome when it first came out, and I was really hyped about it, but for some reason, I don't know why I didn't keep watching it. Because it was spread out, and you had to wait once a week for a half-hour episode. Yeah, maybe that's why. There might have been a lull like a couple years passed between some seasons, too. Yeah, and I think there was. You're right, Scott. I think the last season there was a couple years between the the second season and the third one. Our guy Jerry, uh, shout out G G Sharp, who has been on the show for a while, but he sent me his thoughts when when I told him what we were talking about tonight. He's a big comic book collector too, and he said, "Just say Black Dynamite is spawn and you're done." <laughs> that was one of his thoughts. And then he said, "He says the movie was whack, but talk about the HBO animation. That shit was serious." He said. The animation was amazing. It's still great today. You know, and I told him, yeah, I, th- those are his thoughts pretty much. I, I agree with them. I think it was definitely ahead of its time. You know, it was gory, but it was an American made animation in the 90s, which is kind of unheard of at the time. Yeah, I mean, anime for sure, you know, had some gore in it already, but that was, you know, that's Japanese animation, not, not American made. And the fact that it was on HBO is crazy to me, like for that time, you know, and yeah, and it was raw. Yeah, it was raw. And, you know, the other property, image property that kind of sticks with that is the new Invincible show, which is kind of gory, yep. too. So it's along those lines with adult themes. Was, you know, to me, it's it's it was ahead of its time for that reason. It's still and it still holds up today. Like if you watch it, uh, if you can watch like a Blu-ray version, obviously it looks a little bit better. Like if, if you have the grainy, you know, DVD versions or they got it on HBO Max. There you go. And the extra bonus of that is each episode you get a little bit of info from Todd McFarlane. He's in a dungeon where apparently he makes his comics and toys in a fuck dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> and he gives you a little insight into Spawn's fucking psychology, you know, like why he makes the decisions he does. And I think mm-hmm. the main thing that I wanted to mention about the animation is in those intros, he refers to Spawn as a murderer. And I'm like, well, he's a fucking soldier. That's not right. You shouldn't refer to soldiers as murderers. But there's a scene in the animation where Spawn does a revenge killing mm-hmm. after being held captive. And they're rescued and Spawn picks up a gun and shoots this fucker in cold blood. Mm. So it it is justified to call him that. And that's what got him on the devil's radar, Raul. Yeah, there's yeah. a whole... There's a whole thing about that too. Like, well, I mean, like a hitman. Yeah, yeah. Basically, an assassin, man. He's an assassin. Yeah, he's a CIA, like a yeah. recon. Soldier. So, yeah. 
uh, about calling him a murderer? I don't know about that. But I just I, explained I, why he's a murderer. I know, but <laughs> but not for for uh, operative side of it, but because he cold killed someone just in cold blood. I would put that under one whole umbrella, and that's why he's a murderer. Mm. Yeah, I mean, then again, I think that's the point. I don't think he clarified that. And I always thought that he was saying it because he's a soldier, but I'm pretty sure that that was the clarification. Oh, I can Okay. I think some of it, too, is kind of ambiguous based on, like, the did he know, did he not know what he was doing, just following orders kind of thing. Um, right. So I, I think that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I could see that. But I, like I'm, any I'm soldier with you, who has to kill someone, you know, it's. Yeah, exactly. Some someone like used that term out of out of line, like in a way, like saying he's a murderer when they're just trying to say that to hurt him in a way. Like it's not I don't think it's right. like completely accurate, but I know what you mean, Scott. That's what puts puts him in Satan's uh radar. You're absolutely right. Yeah. And I, I mean I've also heard heard stories that Satan was like already grooming like you know him from being when he was in the womb like yeah this was going to be the guy that uh in different storylines they've said that before like that you know when he was a baby like this was already planned he was intended to be something more than a hell spawn yeah so but you know that's you have uh retreads all the time in comics that's how it goes that's why the violator hates his ass so much <laughs> when he was born for greatness he was born to lead yeah, I love that. I love the animation too, man. Uh, Keith David's voice is just so, uh, it's awesome, man. Like Gravel. Goliath, freaking gargoyles. He's just a great voice actor. He's underrated, dude. You know, it's just very powerful voice. Like I feel like, eh, I feel like he doesn't get him much as much credit as he should. I feel like there's James Earl Jones, and then Keith David's like right here. He's like, wow, really? You know, the I like voice Keith his... David just as much or better. That's what I mean. Like their voices are so powerful. It's just very James very Earl strong. Jones won't cuss, so I'm gonna put Keith David up. But it doesn't always like it. Just anything sounds great with inflection on it. It's just but James Earl Bolt Jones can bust a retard rap like he did on that fucking <laughs> Meteor Man. <laughs> <laughs> his voice just carries longer. I think it's they're 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 distinct though. They're so distinct. You know, he's well spoken. He is a good voice actor. So let's let's get it out, man. I got the movie playing behind me. That was like for me. I was in high school when that came out. I think that was ninety seven. Uh, when graduated that summer, right? Yeah, and it's like for me, it was so cool. Not just the fact that it was like a superhero movie, a comic movie, but also like a black dude was a superhero. You know, that was that was not like even before Blade, man, that was like unheard of, you know, um, and to see how like big it was at the time. People keep in mind, like right now, the, the CGI is fucking horrible. And at the time, it was <laughs> kind of still horrible, too. But we were like, yo, this is amazing. <laughs> the cape looks fucking awesome to me. It it still does. <laughs> yeah. What did you they think? They took Raul? some liberties to make that cape capable. Yeah. what it could morph into and shit that was good yeah that's that one the... time where like they took everything didn't ruin it. it even from the very first time i just thought it was 
too busy. I I uh I couldn't focus on anything. Like even even during the credits, hmm. like in the opening credits, I could I couldn't focus on the people's names. It was just too too much too too much information too busy. It was overwhelming, to 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 say it in one way. Um, CGI there is like wait a minute there, there's too much going on I I can't focus on just one thing it, it it it's almost I don't know like a little bit nauseating I I maybe I'm going too far but it, it, I just couldn't focus the hell scenes are totally hell like mm. they suck <laughs> <laughs> that's what you're talking about right. But yeah, is this because look at that back there? That's good sets. Yeah, good. no, it's the thing is orig- the original director that was gonna that was chosen to direct this that they wanted to direct this was Tim Burton. <laughs> so I don't know how Tim Burton's spawn would have been, man. I'm being honest. I just don't know. I don't know. I don't know what it'd been like if Tim Burton did spawn, but I, I also think the fact that it was done just at the time was amazing. To me, yeah, the, 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 the fact the, that you were able to make a spawn movie was is amazing. Yeah, it was like I was like I, I was like what I was like holy shit when I saw the trailer and then then when you get into the film side of it and see who directed the film, um, Mark A. Z. Dippe was straight up just a visual effects artist. Like that's his background. That's what he does. And this is the first movie he ever directed, and I think the last he ever directed. <laughs> Probably, uh, but what it makes sense. Background, a vi- he was a visual effects artist. Oh, yep. So he, that's what he knew, and you kind of see that all over. Like you said, Raul, with the intro and like the the names are so busy. To me, the second I I, I saw it recently, I rewatched it, and I'm like, yeah, this is '90s, like a mug. The music that's playing and the way they're doing the intro, this is all '90s. There's so many movies that had intros like that at the time. He's trying to use this as a vehicle to mm-hmm. bump his career better than make a good movie yeah. i thought the fucking clown in this movie was awesome you know what i, I did too he was fat as shit costumes and, and the makeup and everything that it was not bad at all the clown was amazing just like you said scott man it, it, it was really good i said i think i still quote John Leguizamo from this movie like today because just some of the shit he says is so off the wall and it's just so funny you know it's just it's memorable shit and it's the clown Doesn't is amazing clown talk about fucking his wife uh he he says all yeah but they're like all little innuendos that are hilarious yeah. like like when he, he mentions that like yep. when he gets and he head just, cut off and it's laying on the floor he says hey how about a little head yeah, hey Wanda, how about a little head? <laughs> That's not much of an indie window, dude. <laughs> no, he's uh like he'll be like uh ah Jesus. I can't remember. There's there's so many. I know like, it was like just between him and Spawn, he was trying to get him to fight. Yeah, he rattles off so many. Uh like he was one time I think he's walking away and he's like uh Wanda and Wind sitting under a tree. S U C K I N G. And he's like, what? <laughs> yeah, it's not very like. But it's like two characters that don't really interact with each other at all. He's like, what? Like Wanda and Wynn? He's just saying just absurd shit. Yeah, I think he's the most memorable of this movie. I actually like Michael J. White as Spawn too, as Al Simmons. 
Uh, I thought he pulled that off, you know, pretty well. He's just good in general. Yeah. Yeah. Way underrated. I think the one that I don't like that much in here is Martin Sheen as a win. I just feel like yeah. they could have got somebody. He's better. overrated. Fuck him. <laughs> whoa, whoa, I don't give what? a fuck, man. <laughs> I don't mean it so serious. He doesn't care. His kids are cool, so he's cool. But as oh. Jason Wynn, no. Oh yeah. As Jason Wynn, no. No, no, no. But I, I think it's because the part was just bad. Not the actor, but just the part. Because there's so the many crazy The way parts. it's written in the story. Yeah, oh man, movie. it's so bad. Yeah. I don't know if uh, both his kids are cool. One of them might have raped Corey Haim, so I'm not I'm not sure about that. <laughs> Corey Haim? Yeah, man. You didn't hear Which that story? One? Charlie? Charlie Sheen. Yeah. Really? Um, yeah, that's no, what they I say. Oh, that shit. Emilio's cool, though, in my book. Emilio all day. The guy's actually a pretty good director, too. Man, that totally changes. Work it, work it, work it all around the clock. <laughs> Duff that rape charge for 30 years working it. <laughs> yeah, man. But no, I, I also think D.B. Sweeney, he's a pretty good actor, but he's kind of like underutilized in the movie. And Teresa Randall, too. They they fit. I feel like they do fit the characters, though, from the comics pretty well. Like they do kind of look like those characters. But yeah, I just a, a lot of it does feel rushed. Like I, I do like that movie just for the nostalgia factor. The fact that they made that movie at the time. But it's just um, so hard to follow. The movie it is. To it's just it's rushed. You can tell it's so rushed. That's what it feels like. Like everything's like trying to move too fast. The di- the dialogue doesn't match it sometimes, and that that's probably the weakness of it. Uh, there's, I, I think there are more weaknesses than that. <laughs> I yeah. mean, when it rushed, the the writing's like bad. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, I mean Martin Sheen is is a good actor, and they make him look like a dumb actor here in this movie. So yeah, is that the director? Is that the writing? Is that whose fault is that? It's Martin Sheen's. He's a fucking professional with the experience to have influenced the outcome of the film, and he didn't give a fuck. He just wanted to look cool with a cigar, <laughs> smoking black cigars, and then he's, putting he's black, yeah, those... scorpions in it. The, mm-hmm. the clove cigarettes. That's that's what those are. Those are clove cigarettes with the black. I, I uh, don't know if uh, that's what I, I, think, I kept thinking when I saw him smoking. I was like, he's smoking them clove cigarettes. Ugh. All I can say is Spawn in general is just like any comic book back then. It just was the worst time to try and visualize a comic book into any film that isn't animated. It wasn't possible back then. They got about as close as they could to a Marvel movie for 1997 as you possibly could get. Uh, and then that know. end scene fucked it. Would you say? Would you say Marvel, or I would say it's more like a dark DC like movie, like a horror movie. You I just know how, mean like a comic movie in general. Oh, okay, got you. Did you? What do you think about? Does it feel like it has horror elements to you guys? They tried. Yeah, they, they like tried. With the shit at the house. They tried. And and, and it comes out like funny. Mm. Yeah, like really fucking shitty funny. Not like this was intended to be funny. This fucking shit was bad. I was mad, dude. I was fucking pissed at the movie theater. I brought my friends who, like my one friend and I, we drew a lot, but his brother wasn't into comics. And we brought his brother and then he's like, it was all right. I'm like, dude, that 
that was fucking not what spawn was, was like you know what though also something to keep in mind is it was pg-13 yeah why but that's not an comic really doesn't that's seem like it is but it kind of explains a lot of like the choices in there and like maybe the stuff the the editing like like you guys said they tried but it's like they, you can't do that with that rating like they the rating's probably like nah you got to cut that out yeah you got to change that you know it, it just messed up probably the whole movie <laughs> that, that's a good attempt to at try to make an excuse for them caesar but no i'm trying i'm being devil's advocate i gotta make an excuse i know you're trying but no <laughs> no i i don't know man like like i said i think you know it was like scott said too it was a good attempt but you know, it is kind of a product of the time, effects-wise. Uh, it is, a, yeah, definitely product of the time. I I yeah. agree with that. But then, oh man, there's that one scene where they're in the living room, and Violator mm-hmm. comes out of the wall, like Scott was saying, and mm-hmm. the whole time, Martin Sheen's character is cowering in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> get up and like walk out or run out or get the hell out of there i mean there's no reason to wait to get arrested because it was a yeah, bad green, green screen back then he's such a like devious dude you know you think mm-hmm. he'd have had a fucking escape plan planned out as soon as yeah. he stepped foot in the house right that's one of the coolest death scenes though like just what happens the way he cuts off violator's head that's pretty With awesome the chains yeah with yeah, the but the spikes coming out of the head of the fucking symbiote, that was fucking dumb. <laughs> <laughs> that looks so stupid, dude. I liked and it. Honestly, <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> All of a sudden, he's like got all these powers that he didn't know yeah. he had. No, that's the whole Yoda moment. He's like, all right, hold on, Yoda. Give me yeah. a second. Yeah. Like, concentrate. Yeah. And then he's like, okay, Probably you're Astro. good. Every time I see the actor playing who plays Cagliostro, uh, what's his name? Nicole Williamson. I remember him from The Exorcist Part 3. So he plays the priest who gets pretty much his skin melted off of him in uh, in the ceiling in that movie. So I always remember that. Like I'm like, hey, that's the guy from The Exorcist Part 3. <laughs> Which is the best Exorcist after the first one. Don't watch the second one. Just saying. Grandma on the ceiling. Yeah creepy the creepiness in that one is amazing well um, yeah that, the Gemini that, killer. That, that, i think the movie could have done just as bad because uh, i'm not gonna say just as good the movie could have done just as bad without that character in it with cagliastro mm. he's really? the main character in the story dude he always meets cagliastro right right yeah. but in the movie you don't need it like you don't need him no i feel all. like you need him no, like, that's what... he's he's explaining what's going on. <laughs> he's the narrator. Give him the 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 bad advice, and then he kind of does like the good advice on how to you know use his powers. But even then, with the explanation and all, it's still bad. Do they explain that he used to be a hellspawn in the movie? I don't think they do in the movie. Uh, not yeah. well. I mean, they don't you well. Kind of, you kind of he, get just... the idea. He said he says something like along those lines that I also, you know, was oh, a soldier, a warrior that, you know, was chosen. And you think you know, they'd I, have just looked him right in the face and said, I was also a hell spawn. Right. That would have been, been easier. I'll do it. Because you, no you can't get the idea that he's like from a, a, a knight from medieval times. Right. 
Because yeah. the whole chainmail thing. Eat him as devil spawn. Yeah. Right. That's true. It says it. Pretty cool. I think like there's there is some really cool mythologies used in uh, Spawn. You know, mm-hmm. it's always the good versus evil and the test that you know is he gonna end up kind of like Hellboy? Is he gonna end up being like the harbinger of doom, mm-hmm. or is he gonna end up siding with this realm and fighting for humanity? And it, it's an interesting Ooh. dynamic that they take. But yeah, I think- and then in the in the animation, Raul. I don't yeah. know. Did you see the whole thing, Caesar? Yeah, no, I've seen it I, I, Terry, I have it on VHS a nut at my parents' house. Wife. <laughs> he uses the suit to shapeshift into his wife's Terry. new husband, and he impregnates her. And that was what the whole prophecy was. It wasn't even about Al. It was about the fact that a hellspawn would impregnate a human woman, and that's where it's left open in the animation. His, oh. his hell daughter would be hell on earth, you know? daughter yeah that was just really shit grammar but fucking let's use it <laughs> her tits are that, huge yeah. and oil hell girl <laughs> hell girl instead of hell boy mm-hmm. my the, last uh, input is as far as it okay. being like a victim of the age that it was it hit its peak in the fucking 90s and i think spawn is a character with the capabilities that it would fit perfect into like a rock star game like the spider-man and Batman Arkham games. Mm-hmm. Perfect character for it. Well, he's had video games too before, right? And they've all been caca. <laughs> Spawn Armageddon was okay, but it just looks fucking terrible. There's no replay value to it now. And he, Well, he's a playable character in Mortal Kombat, I think, right? Mm-hmm. 2020 Mortal Kombat comes out in there. I think. Yeah, I got so, that. Let me, let me bring it to the future real quick with this. Here we go. If we could somehow harness this lightning channel it into the flux capacitor just might work we're sending you back to the future okay all right all right all right all right uh now we're back to the future (laughs) it's 2023 let's dive into something we really didn't talk about that much and you can see behind me there's a mcfarlane batman up at the top uh top of the tank so the toys man todd mcfarlane toys you know, spawned obviously from the spawn toy line. Um, you know, he built an empire of toys. What do you guys think about that? You know what really sold those toys for me when they started hmm. was the shaft from Youngblood, the like the Green Arrow Hawkeye of Youngblood yeah. figure that looks fucking so cool. Back then I still have all of them and a couple wetworks ones. He did like all kinds of image shit in his toy line, not just spawn. I think Spawn was the shittiest looking ones, to be honest, starting off. Yeah, when they started off, yeah, they were. But it was just like, you know, everyone, that was the most popular character at the time. But obviously, like you said, the other ones they created, just doing that, the way it blew up. And now it's Mm -hmm. like, there's DC McFarlane toys. There's, you know, all kinds of McFarlane toys, man. Yeah, he's Um, got a lot of fucking licensing. I think McFarlane toys. The action figure toy line, just any toy line, just brought it up a notch because he made them. I mean, the 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 action figures actually look like the like the characters that they're supposed to represent. And yeah. before that, they not always, not so much. You know, they they had mm-hmm. like something weird in the face or in the hands or in the body. Toys is just on point. And when you talk about crawling toys, man. 
you know it's gonna look like you want it to look. Yeah, because they use like early 3D printing technology, like 3D modeling mm-hmm. and 3D scanning, I guess, is what it began as. Oh, it was yeah. like reverse 3D model. Yep. They'd, they'd sculpt them really big and scan them 3D and then shrink it down to production size. And it was it maintained its detail value somehow. Fucking amazing. Yeah, it's yeah. always been really good. High right quality. around the time the movie came out, the toy line took that next step one so. of the um one of the companies uh one of my buddies used to work out of that building which is this this place called the dave school which is a digi- digital animation video effects school in orlando mm-hmm. and i remember back yeah, it's been like 10 years or more but that though they had 3d scanning for figures and for the video games like they had 3d printers as well so i remember they would do that like if we wanted like we could stand in there and they would 3d scan us and everything and then they, they could print something out um, I always thought that was really cool. Like just that whole technology behind it. And like you said, the the way the figures look because of that is amazing. And, you know, st- like Raul said, they stepped it up a notch. And they have so many, like they do anime, toy lines, like Demon Slayer, My Hero Academia. You know, they do some classic Batman stuff. They do DC um, sports figures, you know. Movie Maniacs. They had a Conan line yeah. at one point. Yep. And you see the tiny McFarlane logo has that spawn head in there, man. You know, it's just, that's where it all started, dude. It's crazy. But I I just can't believe how, how big it is, to be honest. Like when retrospectively looking at it, like I never thought like it would be as big as it is. That's the thing about similar with the Ninja Turtles, you know, they took something that fucking drawing on a piece of paper and turned it into an empire, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And this Crazy. fucker did it out of determination. Those guys did it more like they were fucking around and they were going to do it no matter what happened. This guy's like, I don't want to say a serial killer mentality towards it, but he, he refuses to fucking fail at life, you know? Right. That's fucking nuts. Like full throttle forward. Yeah. Like he's yep. been sued a couple times, like you guys said. There were other ones that were like pretty big deal. Like he copied some artwork where you know like he'll often he'll take a piece of art and do a cover that looks like another studio or marvel cover and he'll just fucking do it and he printed it and i think he got busted and had to pay millions of dollars that'll ruin somebody but not him right right absolutely yeah i mean spawn has broken the record for you know not being neither of the you know the big two which is marvel and dc more than 300 issues yeah so he's determined yep. and that that's something about Todd McFarlane that you know I can I can respect I can admire yeah at one point I seen in a documentary about the founding of image he was so disgruntled with his employer he said I'll continue to draw and publish spawn till the day that I die just to see it on the shelf to say that yeah I'm still doing it he goes, I don't care if it's successful. I don't care if anybody buys it. It's fucking nuts. Yeah, it is. Now, you know, something curious that, you know, he 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 got a bunch of guys to, like, walk off their jobs, right? Mm-hmm. He got people from 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 Marvel and DC and say, come on, you know, let's let's start our own company. And he did it. And one of them was Jim Lee. And curiously enough, Jim Lee is now head of... 
DC mm-hmm. publishing. So it's almost like it's gone full circle. You know, he was against yeah. the machine and now he is the machine. Yeah. Yeah. In that documentary, he even said like, that's good for Jim. Cause that's what Jim aspired to be. And that's good. That worked for Jim. That's not what he would never go back there, you know, but he's got no bones with everybody kind of splitting from image because they were able to do what they wanted to do. Right. right. All I got to say is Todd McFarlane's the most American Canadian. <laughs> that, dude. He is. Yeah. He's, he is not. <laughs> he's like more American than me. He, he, you wouldn't think that. Yeah, for sure. Kind of bringing it back a little bit to now, you know, there's still obviously comics with spawn in them. There's tons of toys that McFarlane's putting out and there's an upcoming movie that has been in high, like kind of limbo for a while but the latest is that he brought on the writers i think from the joker movie and the upcoming captain america movie to help rewrite the script and jamie fox is still supposedly involved to be still on board uh, still on board to be al simmons you know what um, i'm gonna guess that jeremy renner won't be able to play twitch yeah, oh i don't know was he was he supposed to? That yeah. In the past they said he was yeah. they were marketing it like IMDB, it was about the two, but that could have just been a bullshit internet article. You know how that goes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's kinda like the, when Wolverine was gonna be in the Eric Banya Hulk movie. I could have sworn I saw that shit on the Marvel website. <laughs> There's always the rumors and, and stuff out there. Oh, like, yeah. I, like what I'm saying now is probably I don't know how factual it is, but most recently, well, from Todd McFarlane himself, he said since they brought in a lot of A-list writers and mm-hmm. uh, producers, then he might not be directing anymore, and they might be looking for an A-list director. So that's one of the latest things out there. Just because of what he's seeing happen in the background, uh, he he's saying why you know ruin it and not keep mm-hmm. everybody a list uh that's yeah. that's working on it so he doesn't want to he doesn't want to jeopardize it with his ego and, and saying he wants to direct it like he said for a long time he he said he might yeah, step for back for the longest and, time he was he was saying that he was going to be the director yeah so that's kind of the big news i think it. recently and he's hoping by this year that they'll have everything like settled um mm-hmm. the only thing is like there might be like a, a strike a writer strike. Yeah, we've been saying that for the last twenty years now. So since yeah. the last one happened, since the last one, but I guess this this he's saying everything is looking good, and a lot of people are actually on other you know uh, movie sites out there saying this is actually the most positive news they've heard recently. So good. Hopefully, hopefully good, something good. does happen because I would like to see what they could do, like with the modern effects that we have now. There's been so many superhero movies that I don't see how it couldn't be successful with the right people behind it mm-hmm. honestly what do you guys think i'm interested to see if they have the nuts to go with the big ass guns like you know like the cable and spawn guns you always see in the comics mm-hmm. i'd like to see that shit like uh blood sports gun yeah mm. suicide squad mm-hmm. let's see spawn get his hands on some weird shit like that and fight over kill boom there you go you're done well i could write not, that not- movie for a lot cheaper <laughs> I'm now just they thinking like uh, Victoria Alonso from 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 Marvel. Yeah, that whole thing is sticky, huh? That's up there yeah. too. Yeah. Got ousted. 
So yeah. uh, he should pick her up. I, I think, like, just thinking, take into consideration what you've seen recently, like Sandman, like the scenes in hell that take place in Sandman. I could totally yeah. see that that working in the in a Spawn universe. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. there's just so many possibilities now with the technology that we have, uh, CGI wise, and creating these worlds that mm-hmm. not just like you said, Scott, the technological villains that he could face, but just like if they do other realms and it, they could yeah. make it look so much better than what it was. So well, you, like you, the fucking you, Constantine hellscape. Yes. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. guys just touched on and made a reference to two movies that, and you know, like the the Sandman Netflix series and the mm-hmm. Constantine movie, they made it work. Yeah, and yeah. I don't think they had like a huge, I mean, I'm sure they had a big budget, but they didn't have a huge budget, budget like some of these other studios do. And they made it work really well. They did. And they also were made 10 years in the future. Yeah, pretty much. Almost about like 10 years later, like eh, maybe eight years, but still even in eight years, technology moves so fast. Uh, yeah. Like Constantine looked loads better than Spawn. So, yeah, I, I think I'm all for it, man. I, I love like I, like I always say on the show, you know, even if it's a bad comic book movie, I'm probably going to watch it, you know, uh, no mm-hmm. matter what, just because I love comics. And Raul, did you watch Bloodshot? Yeah, I did. Caesar fucking hates that movie. I, I kind of. <laughs> I don't like Vin Diesel as Bloodshot. I just don't like Vin Diesel as Bloodshot, man. Right. You know what? I just what I just watched it and with an open mind, and I kind of enjoyed it. I mean, it wasn't the best movie. It wasn't the most awesome movie, but I was entertained. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as long as you're entertained, that's all that matters, man. Yep. Every, everyone, everyone seems to not like it. But I'm like, yeah, you know, it's a comic book movie. I'm, I'm into comics. I, so. I, at the That's beginning a- of this podcast, I talked about that movie. And I just said, I would have liked this movie if, if it was anyone else but Vin Diesel as Bloodshot. Like, you know, a, a, an unknown actor to me would have been way better. Mm-hmm. And so you feel been. about Bloodshot like I feel about this other movie that I'm not going to mention. Uh, no, much. not to that extent. I'll, I'll, <laughs> He's like, no, man, you're fucking crazy. You're crazy. <laughs> don't put me in that boat. I don't hate it like that. You know, I don't hate the director. I don't hate the actor. I don't hate the stories. And I don't I don't hate it like that. I just think that movie would have worked so much better with just a different actor in that role. Uh-huh. A different yeah. actor in that in that particular role. Everything else would have been fine. That's what I think. And I think that's all that Raul ever meant to say. About I don't know, man. He hated Jack guy. Nicholson. He hated <laughs> Michael yeah. Keaton. He hated the director. He hated the dialogue. The only Raul. thing he might have liked was like the aesthetics of the city and stuff. But that was it. And Bob yeah. the Goon. Raul, would you and have Bob rolled with Bob the Goon? Oh, like, I don't so, know. It's don't you, so, man. Bob the Goon, and Otis. <laughs> and you guys got a rental car for the weekend. Where are you going? <laughs> Raul's asking to get dropped off. <laughs> he ain't oh, riding me in that home. car. <laughs> Uh, nice man. <laughs> Final thoughts on Spawn, you guys. If you like comics, you gotta see it mm-hmm. and read it and buy it. Right, right, right. and read it. And uh, I, eventually, I'm gonna have to get around to like maybe watching the whole. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know what? I'm gonna binge the animated series. You should. It's mm-hmm. really good stuff. Just like anything these days, I think you have to totally immerse yourself. Nice. Artwork. You follow the fucking 
character, the the artist, the musician, just like Raul and this the whole conversation we had. You have to get into every aspect of it to really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You have to know a little bit of of, of what came before. You know mm-hmm. what was involved in making it, and maybe you know even some of the after effects. You know you you have to talk about the whole th- you know as a whole, not just isolate the the movie because you you might not completely get it yeah no that's perfect man exactly what you said i think that that's one of the best ways to describe any ip that we might talk about or anyone might talk about especially if you just look at the movie you're not going to understand like how long it took for that to become a realization even though it might be cheesy um how many people love it just because it is what it is and it exists or the show, you know, based on the comic, how accurate and how close it is, you know, all that stuff, you know, seeing the toys, like everything, man, that, that goes with it is just, to me, it's, it's pretty amazing, man. And it's, it's, I don't think it's talked about enough. I feel like spawn not just an image comics, like that whole, you know, microverse or universe, however you want to call it deserves a little more love. So. I think it's it's pretty cool we were able to talk about it. Something also that I, I want to mention, and I think Scott mentioned it before, was that it's it it was a little bit before its time. You know, no matter uh, depending on the, how you consider how bad or how good you consider the, the CGI and the effects, and but all in all, in general, it was definitely before its time. Uh, you could see that a, a lot of movies used some of the stuff from from Spawn. Um, yeah. Even like Todd McFarlane's cameo in it. You know, the mm-hmm. Marvel movie started doing that with, you know, with uh, Stan Lee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stan Lee never played a homeless in his movies, though. <laughs> I played a mailman and, you know, I'm invited guest and weird astronaut yeah it is awesome though it's it's cool that it, it's out there but um that's it man that's all we got okay sky want to say anything fuck <laughs> <laughs> eat the clown's asshole oh man with the uh, maggots on your pizza there you go on your penis i heard uh, those were real Fun fact, yeah, those were real, and after the take was done, Legizamo barfed him out. Blah! Oh, he really did? He, he pulled a Nicolas Cage and ate insects? Yeah. Yep. Deuces! Yeah, that's it. That's it for this one, everybody. Thank you again so much for listening to the Noah 15 Allcast. Thank you for listening all month long to the Hero Month, where we talked about Superman, X-Men, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and on this episode, Spawn. Thanks again to Great Scott. Thanks again to Raul the Zeltron. And tune in next month as we start a new series, as we get into the sci-fi fantasy series with Volume 1, which I think is Fist of the North Star. So that's going to be a pretty dope one. Make sure you tune in. Thanks again for listening. And for now, it's your boy 7C saying peace out, God bless, and leaving you with a track from the year 1997. Peace. Detroit players, Tim's for my hooligans in Brooklyn. Dead right, if the head right, Biggie there, and I. Papa been smooth since days of under rules. Never lose, never choose to. Bruce Cruz, who do something to a 
us, talk go through us Girls walk to us, wanna do us, screw us, who us? Yeah, Papa and Pop Close like Starsky and Hutch, stick to clutch Here I squeeze three at your cherry M3 Bang every MC easily Recently, niggas frontin' ain't sayin' nothing So I just speak my peace, keep my peace Cubans with the Jesus peace, with my peace Packin', askin' who want it, you got it, nigga flaunt it That Brooklyn bullshit, we on it Biggie, 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 can't you see? Sometimes your words just hypnotize me And I just love your flashy ways I guess that's why they're broken, you're so fake Biggie, 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 can't you see? Sometimes your words just hypnotize me And I just love your flashy ways I guess that's why they're broken, you're so fake I put hoes in NY onto DKNY uh -huh. Miami, D.C. preferred Versace mm -hmm. right. All Philly hoes know it's Moschino Every cutie with the booty for the coochie Now who's the real dookie? Meaning who's really the shit? The niggas ride dicks Frank White pushed the six Or the Lexus LX Four and a half Bulletproof glass tents if I want some ass Gon' blast squeeze first Ask questions last That's how most of these so-called gangsters pass At last A nigga rapping about blunts and broads Tits and bras Menage a trois Sex and expensive cars I still leave you on the pavement Condo paid for No car payment At my arraignment No for the plaintiff The door that's tied up In the Brooklyn basement Face it, not guilty That's how I stay too Richer than rich So you niggas come and get Come on Biggie, biggie, biggie Can't you see? Sometimes your words just hypnotize me And I just love your flashy ways I guess that's why they're broken You're so fake Biggie, biggie, biggie Can't you see? Sometimes your words just hypnotize me And I just love your flashy ways I guess that's why they're broken You're so fake I can fill you with real millionaire shit That's cargo, my cargo mm, 160, on. swiftly Wreck it by your new one The crew run, run, run The crew, crew run, run, run I know you sick of this Name brand nigga with flows Girl, say heat Sweet like nigga with So get with this nigga, it's easy Girlfriend, here's a bet Call me round 10, come through, have sex on rubs, that's Persian Come up to your job, hit you while you're working For certain, pop a freaking, not speaking Leave that ass leaking like rapper demo Tell them who, take their clothes off, slow it Kill them with the force like Obi Dick black like Kobe, watch me roam like Romy Lucky they don't own me, where the safe, show me Homie, homie Biggie, 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 can't you see? Sometimes your words just hypnotize me And I just love your flashy ways I guess that's why they're broken, you're so fake Baby, baby, can't you see? Sometimes your words just hypnotize me And I just love your flashy ways I guess that's why they're broken, you're so fake Biggie, 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 can't you see? Sometimes your words just hypnotize me And I just love your flashy ways I guess that's why they're broken, you're so fake Biggie, 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 can't you see? Sometimes your words just hypnotize me And I just love your flashy ways I guess that's why they're broken, you're so fake Biggie, 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 can't you see? Sometimes your words just hypnotize me And I just love your flashy ways I guess that's why they're broken, you're so fake